0: everyone and welcome to my podcast called Freelancing Freedom at 20. I'm Bronwyn Tag, and this is a podcast that I've made to share everything that I've learned over my freelancing journey which has only been a year so far and basically help anyone else also wants to freelance at a really young age. I'd be really grateful if you could give this podcast a like and a follow and you can also find me on Instagram with the username Bronwyn831. Hi everyone and welcome to my very first episode which is all about my journey so far. So this is actually the first podcast that I've ever made in my life and um, it's not something I've ever done before so please bear with if it's not quite as smooth but you know it, it always takes practice and I'm gonna give it my best shot. Having said that I listen to a lot of podcasts and um, a lot of podcasts about freelancing uh, as well as some sort of sport podcasts. And also, podcast the link to my degree, but I'll come back to that later. So the inspiration for this podcast really came from another podcast called The Friday Freelance Podcast, um, which is by Latasha James, and she is absolutely amazing. She gives us like, so many helpful top tips. So I just thought that I sort of like bounce off that and like produce my own. The only problem with a lot of the freelance podcasts I've listened to, as well as a lot of the information out there on the internet as that it's really sort of based for what I can imagine It's sort of like the late 20s, like 30s, 40s, sort of like freelancers that have already been in jobs and sort of like quit their jobs and then become freelancers. But, you know, that's not the way that everyone starts. Um, Like a bit like me, I'm starting, well, actually at university and I'm doing both at the same time, which is a common for a lot of freelancers like to do both at the same time but not necessarily to start so young so I thought you know I'd make a podcast and so that other young people can learn from all the mistakes that I've made and you know sort of like make a community out of it and help each other out so I really do think that there's like too much expectation that you have to have like been in a job or in the industry for like five years like to be any good at anything or know anything and I just want to tell everyone that is so so not true. Um, our generation aka you know the early 20s teens we know some things and we can do some things that can help businesses that you know people that are even 30, 40 just can't do or aren't quite on it yet or etc etc so I don't want anyone to like doubt themselves and sort of like doubt their abilities like just because of their age or their stage of life and I really want this podcast to come across as sort of like motivating everyone for that and so yeah I really hope you enjoy the rest of this podcast and also sort of understand a bit about like where I come from in terms of like background and experience I've had and perhaps give you some tips on how you can get into freelancing yourself. So first I thought that I'd just start with a bit of an introduction like about me. I am 20 and a half years old. (laughs) Please don't be at the half. Um, I obviously have been to school and I'm at university now. I, at school, I never liked English. and um, I, in fact, hated words, which has turned out really funny since I'm now a freelance writer as well. Uh, however, I did do history. I wasn't particularly good at history, but I really enjoyed learning about it. Um, so again, words always threw me out, the fact you had to write so many essays. Uh, <laughs> that, was, um, that was a real eye-opener to the world of writing. It's actually kind of like funny that I'm doing a podcast now because I've always hated presentations, I hated standing up in assembly, I hated talking in class, I was just not one of those people. Um, I had a stammer when I was quite young, Uh, I feel like that just knocked my confidence quite a lot, even now there's certain words that I can't start sentences with, without a bit of a stutter and stammer, Um, so yeah, I've never liked speaking didn't particularly much write like writing either but here we are talking into a podcast about writing so <laughs> it's just kind of funny how the world comes around like that so i started studying at university i go to Leeds Beckett and i do sports business management so i started in september 2019 and obviously, COVID comes along in March 2020, so I'm less than a year into university, and I'm already back home because of the whole COVID situation. At this point, I have also been writing a personal blog called Audacity to Try, if you want to go check it out. Um, yeah, so I've remained in that for about two or three years, so I wasn't incapable of writing. I had been doing a lot, but I only wrote about my triathlon and... um yeah all the training around it and some sort of like race reviews so I wasn't completely inexperienced when it came to writing blogs so like just keep that in mind. Anyway back to March so I came home from university on the 16th of March and on the 28th I started a job working in Tesco's because I was already bored of sitting at home basically so I did about a 40-hour week for probably about three months. Um, it kept me busy, it kept money coming in, etc. But it was not a job that I enjoyed. Um, I didn't like it at all, frankly. Uh, but, you know, it was the money coming in and I was grateful for the opportunity at the time. So after three months I quit my job at Tesco's because it just became so unenjoyable and you know like amid the pandemic I didn't particularly want to be around people so I quit which then meant uh, it was the end of the academic year as well. I'd handed all, all my assignments in and I had a lot more time basically. I was still doing my personal blogs but I was finding that I wasn't really like filling up my time enough and... Um, I would just sit there <laughs> quite a lot of the time. She really unlike like me, so I did enrol on a few online courses and I listened to a few freelancing podcasts. And basically, spent probably about a couple of weeks umming and ahhing about whether to start freelancing, etc., etc. And I officially started in April. I signed up to a couple of like job boards, so um, Upwork and Fiverr, the two that I. Um, that I like signed up to, and I used a bit more regularly. I got my first sort of little job in April, and that was off Fiverr. And I'm I'm gonna do like, a podcast on on those job boards and sort of like the pros and cons of them. But yeah, they were they were like a really good way to start out. The online courses I took were based around sort of like social media marketing and blog writing, and freelancing, and like sort of like the content creating side of it. Um, so I did find them really helpful. I did only do free courses at the time, so I just didn't really know if that was something I wanted to spend my money on. But um, I have also taken a few paid courses, which were really, really insightful. So as I say, I started with the job boards of like Fiverr and AppWork, and I did do a lot of like research in terms of which like job boards to go for. But these two just seemed like the best fit for me at the time. Now, onto job boards. Um, There is a lot of pros and cons. Essentially, you d- do make less money, you have to charge really low prices, which was absolutely ideal for starting off, and definitely got me sort of, like, in the door. But it sort of meant that often I would be spending, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half, two hours on something that I was actually only getting £5 for. Like... That's way below minimum wage, and um, so it wasn't necessarily time effective. But I did learn a lot from those low-paying gigs. And as you can imagine, at this point, like at the start, I was basically accepting anything and everything. This meant that I was writing about things I really wasn't interested in. Uh, I had less emotional, like sort of like connection with the projects. Like for example, I was writing for like one guy who was building an um sort of like a website on insulation so I was literally doing like product reviews on insulation socks like listing that like their pros and cons and um, I was writing you know a thousand words on how to insulate your house that it's just not <laughs> it's just not what I was interested in and um, it's not what I like to write about and sometimes like that really did make the writing harder to do so if you are at this point sort of in your journey, I would say like, don't give up, but also you do need to help realize like what you enjoy writing about. Cause there's no point in writing about things you don't enjoy cause that just defeats the object. There's no point in being a freelancer if you're going to do that. Also these like job boards meant that I learned lessons <laughs> very, very quickly. For example, um, this one guy, it was actually the one about the insulation. <laughs> he wanted sort of like a long-term deal which was great for me he was like my first long-term client it was about three or four months worth of work so I was like great yeah I'll take that but because he wanted a long-term sort of contract he wanted a really discounted deal and it just meant that it wasn't like profitable for me um which was a bit of a bummer in the first month that I realized that because I sort of agreed to it and then I realized it so that wasn't you know huge life lesson in finances um I did end up like like, renegotiating this deal with him which again was another skill that I learned and I did end up getting a sort of a bit of a raise from what we'd like originally agreed but it still wasn't really profitable and I think after three months I did end up sort of just putting that project aside and saying look my prices are like my prices have gone up because i'm actually getting more demand and um, would you like to continue at a higher rate he said no i was like fine <laughs> that and like for me personally that was all right because i didn't really enjoy writing about those things anyway so it did work out well in the end so this first like stage of my freelancing career really taught me about my skills i need to learn and also my self-worth and how much how much my writing was worth because i was getting a lot of like positive feedback from people and like people requesting that i write other things for them but still not like i wasn't charging them much so it really made me realize actually my writing is quite a high standard and um, probably above my age and i do get that quite a lot so you know i deserve a little bit more than perhaps what the job boards were offering for those projects so that was phase one so like phase two was really all because of like word of mouth i had been freelancing for about three months now so my family knew what I was doing sort of like some close friends knew what I was doing so basically the word got out which was really really key in like the growth of my freelancing career so here comes my second long-term client which is actually <laughs> my hairdresser's business so my mum obviously went to get a haircut she was telling the hairdresser about me because that's what mums do <laughs> when they're at the hairdressers and basically this hairdresser contacted me and it was her business and she was asking for some blog posts and some instagram posts and some facebook posts So this was the first time that i had to do some like social media posts alongside some blog posts but I found that they linked in really well and even though hairdressing isn't quite at my <laughs> alleyway in terms of writing, these were blogs uh, on the current Covid situation and how Covid could be like transmitted through hair and sort of lack of washing of hair and I just found that a little bit interesting and it was just great to help out a small local business. So this was the first time I had to like formulate some sort of pricing strategy. So, the job boards that I previously mentioned, they tend to of, price on gig, so like the project, or they price per word. So, again, I did some research. I decided that I was going to price sort of like the projects and like, the blogs and the posts that I was doing with her firstly by word. So, if it was a, like a 2000 word blog, say that was going to be, I don't know, £25. Pounds. Then any social media post that went along with that was five pounds each. So if she wanted it um like from Instagram, then that's another five pounds, that's £30 in total. If she wanted it for Facebook, that was another five pounds, etc. etc. So basically you sort of put together little packages, and that's something that a lot of like freelancers do and a lot of freelancers recommend. You sort of tend to move away from hourly because You know, sometimes you might actually throw in like an extra couple of things if you have like a really good relationship with your client or projects may actually take longer or or like less time than you think. And definitely as you get more experiences with your projects, you will sort of work out what your like baseline hourly rate, like rate is, and you sort of like have that in your head, but you shouldn't really be basing projects, in my opinion, off your hourly rate. On the other hand, and I'm and I'm gonna come to this, but say if someone wanted to like borrow you to like live stream an event or like to to sort of like manage their social media page um, at an event or something, then perhaps you would do sort of like an hourly sort of an hourly amount um, as a as your price, or you'd put together sort of like you sort of like a day package effectively. So it is worth, like, noting that at the time that I was working with, like, small businesses, like, this hairdressers, I was actually still looking at the job boards. I did get, a, like, another long-term gig uh, from one of them. And this one was about some cricket ground history. So I had specifically put in my title on my job boards that um, I was more interested in writing about sports and sports marketing, sports business. So some some guy like contacted me and said like you know would you mind writing a blog about this cricket ground and I was like yeah sure his price and basically it went great after that project we exchanged emails um which you'd have to be careful with on on, like some job boards because a lot of them like to get you to sort of like um only communicate on on the job board but anyway we like exchanged emails and he said look I've got I think it was about 60 blog posts on sports grounds, like, would you want to write, you know, the, would you want to write them, basically, um, and I was like, wow, okay, that, that, that's another big client, great, yeah, yes, please, um, here's my price, and I'd learnt from, obviously, the previous clients that I'd had, not to necessarily give such a, you know, a huge discount, like, 50% discount, something ridiculous that I gave the first time, um, and it worked, it worked really well, and I did that project, I think, for about three months. So this is what I'm saying. These job boards can be really, really helpful in terms of getting your foot in the door, but also starting, starting off projects. Like, you might do something for one person, and then, I know, like, six months later, they'll come back and be like, hey, you did this for me, please, could you do this? So it's just a really good way to start. And, and basically, I think I was about three months in, Uh, into freelancing when I started getting some constant income from this and some yeah some like bigger and longer term clients. So in terms of timings this was sort of like the end of phase two. It was now September I was heading back like to uni for my second year of my degree I was having a lot more opportunities come in which really meant I could be a lot more choosy so it meant that I actually only started picking um, ones like to do with sports or clients that I you know, had built a relationship with etc so it really did like benefit me to do that and um, and to sort of get a wide array of clients because then when the offers sort of and the experiences kept coming in a lot more it meant that I could be choosy It meant I could up my prices and that sort of like weeded out some of those that were just looking for like really quick and really really cheap sort of like gigs basically so yeah that was great and that was about september october time so it's worth now saying that um i was also looking for a placement for my like third year of university so that's like a year-long placement in the industry so i was already talking to a lot of businesses about it and sometimes when the placement didn't necessarily fit, or they hadn't got the opportunity available, I'd say, you know, thanks, thanks very much, and um, here's what I'm also doing at the moment, if you need, a, like, a, like a blogger, or a freelancer, or or you know anyone that does, you know, please could you, like, share my details, etc. So, the fact that I was looking for a uni placement sort of got me the foot in the door, you know, and all my other experiences, really got me the interviews, but sometimes they were just really interested in the fact that I was at uni and I was a freelancer. And it was actually from these interviews that, that I landed my first big contract with a company called Active Training World. So, Active Training World are a national sort of like multi sports event company, so they put on like running races, triathlons, duathlons, like swim events all around the country but mainly sort of in the southeast but you know they have they have a few up north as well and they were really looking as are other other businesses at the moment especially in the sports industry at really branching out their marketing sort of departments and their marketing reach a lot of companies were like really affected by covid and they woke up to the fact that People aren't always going to be there in person and you really need to like utilise the social media and online presence in order to get your consumers and then also retain them. So after this interview with ACW, this basically snowballed into a part-time job. Now, part-time jobs are great, that's not why I got into freelancing, but I did make it um, sort of like on a freelance basis. So, I wasn't around, you know, from like nine to five, only three days a week. Like, I didn't make it like that. I said that I would do 15 hours per week, but those would, like, be on my terms, basically. I did become sort of part of the marketing department um, and actually Salam for a few months. And I think, like, at this time, it was just great to have the comfort knowing that I had like six months worth of work and um, x amount of money like coming through every week or every month and um, so it really did land me with a lot of comfort it didn't mean that I cut out a few of my other freelance projects but this one I really enjoyed it meant I could sort of upskill into email marketing it meant I was like writing the blogs I was writing some sort of like website copy I was literally managing their social media um, including Instagram Twitter Facebook I was so I was like I was creating for that and I was managing it, which was really really helpful at the time. So this job basically managed me to learn a lot whilst in the comfort and the financial comfort most importantly. So that was basically like sort of like phase three I guess of my career I guess you call that like so far. I think this part of my like journey really emphasized the usefulness that comes with sort of like the long-term clients as well as all the small ones yet to do and at the end of the day if I hadn't sort of like if I hadn't asked like for an interview or like put myself out on LinkedIn or whatever I wouldn't have had the opportunity so I really think it's important to you know like to speak about what you do And, like, to tell people you know and then ask them to tell other people, I really think it all comes from who you know rather than, like, what you know. So, I'm officially one year into my freelancing career. I have learnt a lot. I've had a lot of clients. I've had a lot of successes. And I've got a lot of, like, tips and tricks, like, to share with anyone else who's like just starting out freelancing or even people who are freelancing like you learn specific things from different clients and different businesses and i just love like to share those with people basically so at this moment in time i have my foot in the door of like freelancing and um, i have a big client that i'm still working with active training world i'm realizing what i do like to do in terms of marketing and what i don't really like to do but like sometimes what i have to do I'm also realizing that my personal writing, like, shouldn't be sort of like until last, which sort of I still like write my personal blog, um, which is called Audacity to Try. If you want to check that out, and I don't write it very often, but I absolutely love writing it. I, I guess sometimes because I write pretty much all day, every day, I don't like want to like write in the evenings. I don't want to write my own blogs, but I'm definitely learning that. You know, there's lots of different types of writing and it can still be basically a release for me. I actually have a placement coming up in the start of July. Um, It's with a London marketing agency called Square in the Air. I'm really excited to start with them. There's a lot of differences from like freelancing to working in an agency, which is partly why I made this decision. I think at this point in time, like having the opportunity to work in an agency will give me so many skills and so much knowledge that you just can't get from freelancing and I'm not saying you know that's bad of like freelancers like they're not going to have those skills you know perhaps they might but it's a lot more dependent on the clients they work with and given I have the opportunity to work with this agency as part of my university degree I'm going to take that and I'm basically taking every opportunity that comes my way to learn and therefore like to thrive and to succeed really. So I hope you liked that first episode, that was basically my journey, sort of like four or five phases I guess in the past year and how I got to where I am, like I guess a few of the lessons that I've learnt but as I say I have so many tips and tricks to share with you about lots of different things um, in marketing, uh, as a student, And the whole aim of my podcast is, like, to create a conversation about freelancing, like, about marketing, about starting, you know, like, work early as quite young. And I started, I think I've been working since I was about 15. So, you know, you learn a lot of things whilst you're young that you can transfer. And yeah, okay, you might have been working in Tesco's. But actually, there's a lot of, like, sort of, like, communication skills that you can... utilize in your interviews and in a job in an agency or you know whatever road you want to go down so i really just want this whole podcast to be about sort of like creating a conversation and educating each other and just letting like young people talk about about what they love really just want to say like thank you for listening to my podcast if you did like it please could you give it a like and a follow like like wherever you found this podcast i'm also on social media um i'm on instagram my username is bromwin831 i've also put my email in the description for this podcast so if you have any questions or thoughts or like topic suggestions please do contact me and i'd absolutely love to hear you and like to start the conversation As I said, thank you very much for listening and I'll see you next time.